Dude, you should put up some of those uh, soundproof foam mats around the walls. So then you can uh, just go to town with what you were just doing there. <laughs> you shitheads. You are listening to Talking Trash, presented by That's Garbage Media. Here are your hosts, Metro, Sig, and Snake. Matty Light. Garbage heads, you're about to fall out of your seats. I'm on. He's back. (laughs) And no zig. No zig. We're going to make this happen at some point. Actually... I think this is 49, so 50 is next week. We'll, we'll hit it for 50. Yeah, it's got to be. Are you going to be in... Are we going to be in Warren at the same time for Thanksgiving? Saturday or something, right? Sunday? Yeah, I'll be getting up there sometime Saturday morning, I think. All right, let's see if we can pencil in an hour in the old schedules, and that'll be 50. Yeah, we'll see if we can make it happen. That sounds pretty good, brother. How was your weekend, brother? Uh... Pretty solid weekend. Another another important W for the dogs. So got what I was looking for. Dogs up. Yeah, that was the uh, uh, heartbreaker, but a valiant effort. Yeah. Uh, let me think how to sum up the weekend, brother. I don't know if you can hear it, my voice, but I'm freaking struggling. Yeah, I I was gonna say that to you before we uh, hit the record button. Sounds like you're hurting a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be like limping to thursday or whatever Uh, on the drive back from columbus yesterday which was you know way too far to be doing hungover on a sunday yeah what do you got for a a distance on that how long it take man i think it must have took so i had those fellows in pittsburgh i bet it was like two and a half or three hours between pittsburgh and columbus and then to baltimore that must have been at least four more yeah that, that all sounds about right you had fellows in the Berg. Yeah, all those guys, I told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense. All right. I was drawing a blank on the crew, but I'm back. Yeah. The crew. Hell of a crew. I, got, I think I have a funny picture. I'll send it to you. I uh, can't wait. Yeah. We didn't really have uh, tailgate plans, and we wanted to look at game day. Game day was in Columbus. Yeah. And uh, we ended up just kind of like wandering around, checking things out, and next thing... We knew that it was kind of like two hours to kick off and we were standing still in this grass lot where these like little kids are playing catch and that just kind of became our tailgate. We were just chilling, drinking beers. Random people would come up and join us and we were just watching these kids chuck the ball around. <laughs> All right. Sounds like that should be uh, America's new pastime. Find yourself a, a non-existent tailgate and just pound a couple with the boys. Oh, I forgot to... Literally uh, the boys, it sounds like. Yeah, the boys. The, watch it, Batchel. I don't think this sounds <laughs> uh I forgot about this, too. When we first got to game day, you know, like we're in the back of that crowd. Like we're nowhere close to the stage or whatever. And we're just kind of eyeing things over, like looking up at the set. Like I don't see anyone up there. And all of a sudden, like, I don't know, five, ten feet in front of us, this guy stands up in a suit, like a nice uh, haircut, kind of like slick to one side. And I'm looking at him, I go, Jesus, that guy looks like Reese Davis. And then I realize it is Reese Davis. He stands up there. <laughs> and then this other, like, kind of beefier looking dude stands up there. Oh, that's Pat McAfee. And then, like, Herb Street and all those guys stood up there. I don't know what they were doing, but we were in, like, the back of this crowd and they just kind of stood up on this mini stage and did, like, 15 minutes of a broadcast from there, too. They were standing right in front of us. It was bizarre. All right, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I thought about tackling uh, Desmond Howard, showing him who's boss, telling him that Michigan sucks, but I didn't do it. You should have tried to take down Eddie George. He was the uh, guest picker this week. Yeah, I don't think Eddie George was... Uh, I don't think he was standing up there with him at the time. Otherwise, I would have took him. I would have went low. <laughs> Just blow out his knee. <laughs> yeah, see if there those things are still working or not. <laughs> Jesus. God, I would say overall opinion of my weekend, though, brother, was it was a grind. Uh, Penn State made that interesting for like the third quarter, uh, so that was fun. But uh, 
Yeah, you, I mean, you can tell I'm hurting. I think it's literally the first hour. This podcast can be the first hour of the day that I haven't had a cough drop in my mouth. <laughs> wow, you catch a nice little cold out there. Yeah, plus like screaming. Yeah, cold, feel a little fluish, but we're doing this. I was, I was honestly like very, very tired on that drive home. That was probably around 2 p.m. And all I could think about was, man, I can't wait to like get home and go to bed. And then I ended up staying up like way too late just watching the the replay, you know, just watching the <laughs> game over again. Had to get some different angles of it. Yeah. I had to, you know, watch a film, make the corrections, Maddie Light. We'll get them. We'll get them next week. <laughs> just watch it Sunday film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I, re- I admire the dedication. Yeah. Both to the Nittany Lions and to the pod. Yeah. So all you uh, Penn State fans of ours that also are, sorry, garbage heads that happen to be Penn State fans, uh, I would say look out this weekend because Penn State might blow the doors off Rutgers and we'll be back. Wow. That's a bold prediction. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Uh, but on a better note, Maddie Light, our Bulldogs. Bulldogs, yeah. They they pulled the signature, jump out to a lead, and then hang on for dear life, but they got it done. Yeah. So I said that neither of us actually got to watch the game. I saw like a couple highlights, but I don't think I need to watch the game at this point to know what happened. I guarantee Jake Fromm threw like 20 passes, completed like half of them for like 150 yards. And I know I saw him throw at least one touchdown. And then they probably just like slowly grinded out the running game, held held onto the ball the whole time, and I don't know, just like drowned the other offense. Yeah, you know that's probably not going to get the job done against LSU, but I'm got a couple to get, weeks to figure it out. I'm starting to get nervous about that for sure. Nah, nah, not nervous at all. I think this week's mop up though, right? Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, yeah, they're trash. Yeah, and LSU has to play. Texas A&M. Yeah, they should. They shouldn't have too hard of a time with that game. I wouldn't think. I also don't know if it's in LSU or Texas. It's in LSU. I'm pretty sure because that one last year, the crazy one. I think that was in Texas A&M. Pretty sure. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think A&M stands a chance if it's in Death Valley. Yeah, but I don't. The whole year, I've just kind of been looking at it like maybe LSU's defense is so bad that they can be beat and maybe like dogs defense can slow down LSU's offense, but I'm definitely getting more and more nervous. I don't know. Dogs do have one of the best defenses in the country. And like you said, Ole Miss ran for like 400 yards against LSU. So oh, I was, I'm liking it. I'm yeah, liking our odds. I was so excited watching the highlights from that game. There uh, or Ole Miss's quarterback was just like, he looked like freaking Barry Sanders in there. He was just running. Like I had to have over like 200 yards rushing. Well, too bad from well, from's kind of got wheels, but not that mobile. <laughs> from with the wheels, yeah, we'll get it done, oh yeah, I'm confident, all right, uh, I didn't obviously didn't watch a ton because that Penn State game kind of screwed me up, but oh i got I got at least one b o w I would say, I don't know if you saw this, it was freaking awesome, but towards the end of the night. I was watching uh, the Oregon game, and they were down, I think, 17 or 10. Might have been down 10. And then they uh, drove down the field and scored a TD to get within three, and everything was just pointing to uh, Herm Edwards and the Arizona State boys collapsing. And this their quarterback, who looks like he weighs about 100 pounds, just threw an absolute bomb down the left sideline. Did you see that thing? No. God, I've got to show you the... I'll send you a video. This thing is like a perfect strike. Like I said, it just looked like they were going to slowly like collapse and Oregon was going to win this game, but this guy just comes out slinging on like second down, 80-yard bomb. It was awesome. So I would say Oregon corner on that play, a little bit of a B.O.W. Yeah, you'll have to send me that video. It sounds... I was I was pretty surprised to hear Oregon went down. Yeah, I think uh, Herm and the boys played like a perfect game, basically. Let me toss. Uh, let me toss Penn State center in there too. I'm still pretty mad at that guy. He was towards the end of the game. He was just snapping the ball into his own crotch, and shit like that. <laughs> like the 
quarterback wouldn't be under him. He was just snapping it. Every time our quarterback tried to call an audible, he was just chucking it back there, ripping it into his own nuts. So that guy's a BOW too. Wait, did uh, did something happen to Clifford? Yeah, he got like his leg all bent up, like right at the beginning of the third quarter. And at that point, we were down 21 nothing. And then our backup came in and started like running the ball very well. So I think Stu Man told me that he heard that Clifford was healthy enough to come back in. And James Franklin was pretty much just like, nah, we're going to go with this guy. Like, we need to get something going. Wow. Sean Clifford, bitch yeah, of the week. Might be. Yeah. I think he got like halfway benched. I'm not sure. Wow. He'll have that. Yeah, you'll have that. You go down 21 nothing, and you get, like, two first downs in the first half, you're going to have that, brother. Yeah, that's that's tough. Did you see all the uh, – I probably shouldn't dwell on it anymore. But did you see all the fumbles? Like, did you see how Penn State started coming back? No, I I wasn't able to catch – I caught, like, the first – maybe the first quarter. Oh, okay. Yeah, you didn't see anything good then. Third quarter, I think Penn State scored 17 and it was like off a couple of fumbles and like one good drive. So that was impressive. But other than that, there was they didn't really have a whole lot going. Yeah. Maybe next year. Next year's the year, brother. <laughs> and next week when we just beat the living you know what out of Rutgers. Yeah, that'll that'll be Penn State's big ten championship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just dominate. All right. Uh I think Let's do some segments here, brother. I guess I'll start us at geopolitical because I actually did look into something right before this pod. Did you listen last week, Matchell? Zig was talking about Alaska. Yeah, I did. And I, before we get too far down any rabbit holes, I'd like to try and clear something up. Um, oh, okay. I, I texted you fellas a couple days ago. I don't know. I was listening to the pod. And Zig's trivia was it? Yeah, I think it was Zig's trivia about. How many times there have been four strikeouts in an inning in baseball? Oh, yeah. What did we decide on that? You were, I don't you were know. calling it into question, though. I was wondering if they were talking about the top and the bottom of an inning. And Zig said he looked it up, but his response was unclear. He said, just looked it up. That's That's what they were talking about. That's pretty wild. I'm not finding anything where they have recorded more than four. Theoretically, you could get like 10 strikeouts in an inning and give up runs as long as your catcher sucks. Now, that's what he's saying. He's saying it's like we were speculating. You were asking if the top of the inning they struck out two guys and the bottom of the inning they struck out two guys? Yeah. Oh, that's had to have happened like a thousand times, right? Okay. His his answer when he said that's what they were talking about, I wasn't quite sure which theory yeah he was that's a, affirming all right it. technicality yeah <laughs> all right well i'm glad we cleared that up i think that's cleared up i think it's catcher drops uh third strike and then like wheels it into the stands or whatever or doesn't throw it or however the guy gets on first base all right that kind of makes sense i guess yeah but. so theoretically like he said if you had a bad enough catcher you could get like 10 strikeouts just every time you have two strikes, throw them a hard breaking ball. Let them miss the like. Let them miss the block, and then uh, the guy will get on first. And you just keep doing it. I would just tell him to drop it, even if he was a good catcher. Oh, you could do it intentionally too. That's true. I mean, you're just getting the freaking record books here. I actually don't hate that. If you're up like with a huge lead in baseball, and you're just like, let's let's get to five. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we cleared up the uh, sports trivia, let's fire into some geos. Yeah. And here's what I was going to say. I'll clear up the geopolitical. We were talking about Alaska, and he was telling me that you could lay it on the earth, like, or sorry, not the earth, <laughs> the, the, the 48 United States. He was saying you could lay it on there like four or five times. But I was going on to Google Maps and like zooming out. And it looked like it was about the same size. Like it was so freaking big. I looked into it. Turns out he's right. You could lay it on there like, let's see. The U.S. is 4.7 times as large as Alaska. And the phenomena I'm seeing is because there's this projection called the Mercator projection used by Google Maps. 
And I guess it just exaggerates like everything near the poles to make them look way, way bigger in, All right. in 2D space. So if anyone else is confused like me, that's why. All right. That makes sense. And while we're on last week's Geo, I had one other thing I wanted to clear up now that you mention it. You guys were talking about Marquette. And somebody said that Marquette is like super isolated in Michigan, right? Yes. Okay. I, damn it. This, yeah. Clear it up. <laughs> I saw this. So I looked up. I, I was curious myself where Marquette is. It looks like there is a Marquette, Michigan that's pretty isolated, like up on the peninsula that looks like a bird. Yeah. But Marquette University is in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which I would <laughs> probably not classify as isolated. I would not classify that as isolated either. I think that... Marquette, uh, Wisconsin really threw us off. Yeah, I like this trend. Marquette, Michigan. Michigan, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like this trend of just throwing out a whole bunch of nonsense and then the next week just going back on everything. Well, we normally don't even go back and correct it, so this is, I think, pretty good on us. It's a groundbreaking territory here. Yeah, how about don't name it Marquette, you know? But actually, now that I look at this again, I think we have a campus here. No, never mind. That's Northern Michigan University. That in is Mar the most isolated campus, maybe. In Marquette, Michigan? Yeah, it looks like it. It's in Marquette, All Michigan. Right. Those poor bastards. Yeah. But you're right. Marquette is in a major city in Wisconsin, so good try by us there, but <laughs> just completely, completely untrue. Yeah, you'll have that. You'll have but, that. But all right, without further ado, let's, let's dive Any into Any more corrections? Geos. Nope, that's all I got. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I think I was going to do continue with the Alaska thing. Yeah, I've got it here. All right. We talked uh, basically square footage, square miles, area of these states. We should talk coastlines. So if you take the whole U.S., everything in it, including Alaska, even all these like little islands and stuff, which I'll just tell you don't really add much uh, perimeter to the coastline. But if you took all of the United States territory's coastlines and added them up, what do you think that number would be in terms of miles? Um, I realize it's a very difficult question, but we need to get this number out there first, and then I'll have you guess Alaska. Yeah, that is a pretty tough question. So the entire United States coastline, give me 6,000 miles. All right, pretty good guess. Although I will say I'm a little confused. Looks like there's two methods. One's called CRS, Congressional Research Service, and one called, oh, that's NOAA. The other method is NOAA. I like the CRS answer, because it seems way more reasonable. It says 12,500 miles, roughly. So you're like halfway there. All right. For whatever reason, the NOAA method is 95,500 miles. So not very close. Is that counting like rivers and lakes and That's all that That's what I'm thinking. Crap? Yeah, man. And they're probably like zoomed way in and like every little nook and cranny in the coastline is counting as linear your feet, maybe. So let's go... Oh. With Let's go with 12,500. Sounds like we got some technical Terries on our hands. I'd say we have technical Terries over at NOAA. So we'll go 12,500 for the whole thing. How much coastline do you think Alaska has? Give me 6,300. Sticking with my original guess. All right. Now that's a damn good guess. So Alaska obviously is the has the most coastline for any state. 6,600. Oh, dang. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, so it's, uh, God, that's more than half. That, that is more than half. And do you want to guess the second state just for S's and G's? Second state. It's probably going to be something obscure. Um, give me Florida. Good call. Sucker's got coastline on like three sides. Good call. Florida. That is correct. Florida. Got... Down in Florida, coming in at two, and California at three. Got a lot of coastline down in Florida. Down in Florida. All right. 
All right, that's uh, so that's one. I could give you these all day long, Matril. Keep them coming. Oh, this is a good one. It takes a drop of water. How long to travel the entire distance of the Mississippi River? <laughs> and I'll tell you that the Mississippi River is about 2,300 miles long. Takes one drop of water four years. <laughs> you want to think about that one anymore? Or are you good? Um, Let's go on. with it. Go with the gut. Uh, no, 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 no. Four years. If you put a stick up in, let's see where this thing starts, Minnesota, <laughs> and it gets to the Gulf of Mexico, it takes four years. Uh, 10 days. <laughs> okay, better guess. Uh, the answer is 90 days. <laughs> Four, Four years. years. That was close. That That's, means that the must be river a would hell of a time to transport anything down that Mississippi. Yeah, how fast would the river be going? Probably like a quarter of a mile an hour <laughs> yeah, or something. Actually, I would love to know that answer. How slow would you have to go to travel twenty three hundred miles in whatever you just said? Four years. Let's see. So three hundred sixty five days a year times. 24 hours a day is 8760 times 4. It's 3,500. And what'd you say it was 2,300 miles? Yeah, roughly. I don't even, I don't even feel like doing the math. Me neither. I thought you had a calculator in front of you for some reason. I do. <laughs> oh. Isn't it just... It would have to be going like 0.07 miles an hour. Just cruising. <laughs> really burning its way down the Mississippi. I like it. All right. Mark Twain floated the Mississippi a couple times, didn't he? Took him a while to get anywhere. That sounds like a sports pickle, buddy. Yeah, I actually don't know if that's true at all. What is? That? What would that mean? Was he like I think mapping I'm thinking it? Of, I think I'm thinking of Tom Sawyer, the book he wrote. That was pretty dumb. Mark Twain, he was an intellectual, right? No, he's an author. Yeah, author. What did he write about? Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. Oh, so like fiction. That's the only thing I know. I don't know. I don't remember reading that one. Did we read that one in school? Uh, I don't think I've ever read it. Yeah, me neither. All right, here's another good one. We've got 12 countries in South America. How many of those border Brazil? I feel like I've heard this before. You thinking a lot or a little? Twelve countries in South America. How many border Brazil? Eleven of them. Good guess. I got confused for a second. Eleven's a good <laughs> guess. Uh, it's ten. Dang. So there's only two that don't. You want to try? Oh wait. Yeah. Are you, is this some technicality? Like Brazil doesn't. You said there are twelve countries. Yeah. And 10 don't border them. No, two don't border them. That's what I mean. Two don't border them. Yeah, yeah. Is, is Brazil one of those? Oh, are does you Brazil there? not border itself? No, there's two other ones. Sorry. So are there 13 countries in South America? Never mind. All right, two countries don't border Brazil. <laughs> right. Oh, I was wrong with the 10 thing, right? Yeah, it's nine. Sorry, shouldn't have counted Brazil in the 10. It's not. <laughs> That's what I was confused about. All right, good. Wait, so there are 12 countries, 11 countries not counting Brazil, and nine of them border Brazil. Bam. All right. That's it. All right. You're on to something. You want to guess what doesn't border Brazil? And my only hint would be, I think these are the only two countries in South America I could name other than Brazil. Chile? Good. One for one. The other, one's Venezuela. the other one's definitely harder. Good guess. No. Got anything else? Paraguay. Oh, no. Keep going. Uruguay. Why do you know so many countries down there? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Peru? No, but you're, I mean, you're guessing the right places here. Oh, my God. I can't believe you uh, got Argentina. Paraguay. Uh, no, we're still not there. Oh, this might be what? an island. No, it's not an island. I thought this was um, one of the more popular ones, but. I don't know. I'm running out of guesses here. All I right. Think. I'll give it to you. Yeah, give it to me. Ecuador. 
Okay, I never in a million years would have guessed Ecuador. Okay, well, <laughs> I mean, you're nailing Paraguay and Uruguay. Yep, for some reason, wouldn't have thought of Ecuador. All right. Uh, I guess we should have thought of Colombia and Venezuela. Did you say Venezuela? I did say Venezuela, not say Colombia. Okay. That's, uh, good effort by you. I wouldn't have got near that many. All right, maybe we'll do one more geo. See if I can get you to guess something completely off base again. <laughs> Four years. Four years down the Mississippi. Uh, yeah, this is all right. We'll do this one. Constructed in Wichita Falls, Texas in 1919, the newbie McMahon building stands X amount of feet tall, and it goes by the nickname the world's littlest skyscraper. So how tall do you think this building is that is the world's littlest skyscraper? We're talking feet? Yeah, we're talking feet. Were you thinking inches? <laughs> you, were no. th you were thinking real technicality there. Miles? Nah, I didn't know if we were going stories. Oh, okay. That's a much better answer. Yeah, we're talking feet. <laughs> um. World's littlest skyscraper, 12 feet. Not a terrible guess. I like how you just threw out all logic, because that's what you have to do with this question here. This building is 40 feet tall. So what do you think all that right. is for stories? Four? What's a story? 10, 12 feet? Uh, maybe like three stories. Leave a little room for like the floors in between and stuff. Yeah, I like don't that. Know. Let's call it three stories. Probably got some random stuff on the roof. Yeah, so I guess that begs the question, what the hell qualifies as a skyscraper? Anything taller than that building. They probably just declared it themselves, and That's nobody wanted like. to argue with them. Yeah, I just declare my apartment here a skyscraper. Yeah, there you go. Measure it. Hopefully it's 39 feet. I might be in trouble, though, yeah. It could be taller than 40 feet, now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah it might be. Yeah, have you been on the roof at this place? I've got that extra floor up there. It's going to be close. I yeah, might, I, I was on there people briefly. Beat. I might have them beat. Taller uh, or beat as in shorter? Shorter. 39 feet, feet, 11 inches, I think. There you go. All right. I think this is a good transition point into wild-ass facts. Kind of wanted Zig on here to battle this with you, but I think you can handle it, Matril. Remember how I gave you, like, a group of animals and their nickname? Oh, yeah. Business of ferrets. Business of ferrets? I got five more for you. Some of these right, I think you can it. definitely get. Some of these a little tricky. So I might write these down this time. Yeah, you got, pen might... you got pencil? Yeah, give me a second here. Yep. I think that'll make, li make life a little easier. All right, I like this. This has got to be the first time in Trash Talk history that someone's wrote down anything during the podcast. Yeah, that's probably true. Going old school. See if it pays off. All right, fire away. All right. Nazis down. Frogs, owls, zebras, stingrays, sharks. All right, couple couple obscure ones in here. Yep. I'm excited to see what's on the other side. All right, I got to be careful here. I got to read these off in a random order. Uh, <laughs> no, just read them in the same order. Yeah, I almost did that. <laughs> uh, fever, parliament. That's got to be owls. Zeal. It's got to be zebras. I guess I should be telling you, you're two for two right there. <laughs> All right, those two are in the same order you said the animals, so. Yeah, come on. Shiver. <laughs> Army. Did I give you five? I think I gave you five. Yeah, so we got a parliament of owls. Yes. A zeal of zebras. Yes. <laughs> Don't tell me you read them in the order that you gave me the animals. I might have, I might not have. <laughs> All right, so we got frogs, stingrays, sharks, fever, shiver, army. Oh, man. Um, I think a fever of stingrays sounds good. You would be correct. All right. Can I just say I'm a so little we got confused that you haven't got army? I thought this was standard. I thought that was the easiest. Army of frogs. Yeah, okay. yeah. That makes sense. And then a shiver of sharks. Shiver of sharks is tough, but I guess they're going alliteration there. 
Yeah, Zilla, zebras, a shiver of sharks. Oh, let's talk about how when I said Parliament, you went, oh, that's owls. What is that about? Dude, it's the only thing that made sense. Owls are like, I don't know, regal birds. What Maybe is, that's just what is regal? I don't know. They just have like, it's probably going to sound really stupid, but they always like stand up straight. So they got good posture. They're just like members of Congress. Classy birds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I like it. You're so, that was my logic on that one. Yeah, and you were so confident with it too. And you were right. <laughs> That's good. Why do I feel like I, like I was very disappointed when I saw an owl one time? Like you could pretty much hold that thing in your palm. Those things yeah, are they small. can be they can be really small. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it depends on the type of owl. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I like the I like the matching game. Yeah, I think there's about a list of like a thousand of those, so I could probably make that more uh, often than not on here. All right. Writing them down definitely helped, too. I will throw that out there. Yeah, that's nice. We'll, we'll start doing uh, pencil and paper on these things. Have it ready. All right. Sounds good. All right. I got to give you at least one sports. All right. This one's not that exciting, but I'll throw it out there. Uh, Arizona Cardinals. Longest postseason. Wow, why did I say it like that? <laughs> postseason. Postseason. <laughs> postseason victory drought in NFL history. Almost just told you the span of the years. That would have defeated the purpose of the quote. Dude, I'm losing it. All right, how many years do you think they went on this drought? Which I will tell you is not current. Um. 42 years. Yeah, that's a pretty good guess. 52 years from 1947 to 1998. All right. I don't think I would have even guessed that the Cardinals have been around since 1947. Yeah, they seem kind of modern. Yeah, they seem like a newer expansion team. Yeah. But it's kind of crazy. Have they always been in Arizona? It's a good Any question. history on that? Couldn't even guess what else they would have been. I'm also trying to think like who would have won a game, and all I could come up with is Jake Plummer, but I don't think that would be 1998. I couldn't even name a quarterback that played for them besides Kurt Warner, Carson Kurt, Palmer. I was thinking Kurt Warner too, and I was like, hey, there's no way that was in 1998 either. No, nah, he was playing for the Rams back then. That was yeah. probably like greatest show on turf. Okay, this is going to blow your mind. Arizona Cardinals. The team was established in Chicago as 1898. As an amateur football team, joined the NFL as a charter member on September 7th, 1920. Along with the Chicago Bears, the club is one of two NFL charter member franchises still in operation since the league's founding. The Green Bay Packers were an independent team until they joined the NFL a year after its creation in 1921. club then moved to St. Louis in 1960, and then they moved to St. Louis in 1987. Dude, I can't stand, like, I'll never remember any of that stuff because, like, I always confuse myself with the Browns and Ravens, too. There's some sort of, like, switcheroo going on there. Yeah. Just keep these teams in the same freaking city. I can't stand that. Baltimore Colts. Oh, yeah. Oh, you might have been on to something, brother. Jake Plummer, Arizona Cardinals quarterback, 1997 to 2002. Give me that. I don't know if he was winning his like rookie year though, nineteen ninety eight. That would have been his second year. All right, yeah. yeah. He's a quarterback. Sophomore. Jake, quarterback Jake Plummer passed for two hundred thirteen yards and two touchdowns as he led the Cardinals to their first playoff victory since nineteen forty seven. Holy shit! I'm smart as hell. <laughs> you should just hang it up. That's it. That's it for the day. Hope everyone enjoyed. <laughs> I can't say anything All right, smarter give us a call. at this point. Yeah. 424-235-4205. Hit up the Facebook page before Mark shuts it down. Hell fucking yeah! I think Mark's in more hot water, isn't he? Oh, I don't know. Oh, did you hear that noise? Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, that was weird. All right. uh, I don't know if I have any other sports. I think that's it. No, I got one more. Sorry. Youngest golfer to ever... Knocked down a hole in one officially. Oh, Kim Jong Un. Oh, true. How old do you think he was? Four. 
Okay. Is that your <laughs> is that your final answer for the real question? Youngest golfer to knock down a hole in one? Yeah. It's gonna be something ridiculous. Does putt putt count? It does not. This is a hundred and three yard par three at Riverside Golf Course San Antonio. Give me a six year old. God, you gotta split the difference right there. Five. <sighs> okay, that's ridiculous. Yeah. He could probably hit it just far enough, I'm thinking. Probably rolled it in. I'm also There's trying to probably... think of what a five year old is. Oh, that's like kindergarten, right? Yeah. You told me one of those butt cheeses hit a hole in one. It was probably downhill. It was probably playing like 75 yards. Yeah, you're probably exactly right. Like one of those (laughs) where you just, like people that suck at golf like you and me, like top the ball and it rolls down the hill onto the green. (laughs) Yeah. And then someone else says, nice tee shot, and you're just like, (laughs) F you. Well, it went in, buddy. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that is impressive. I'll probably go the rest of my life without one. Have we ever told the story of... uh, your dad knocking down that hole in one on the part three course. We weren't with him, right? You're talking about the yeah, story. Yeah. The story of your dad's hole in one, though. <laughs> I don't know if we ever have told that. If we did, it was when we were talking about that guy that hit like that condor or whatever. I think yeah. we said something about it, but give him, give him the quick uh, cliff notes. <laughs> so let me, I'll set the stage by saying that I think you and I were golfing with him one time at Spring Creek. Yes. Definitely. And he did successfully manage to, instead of like you're lined up and the hole is to your left, so like you're hitting it to your left, you know what I mean? But that round, my dad managed to hit it like at a 90 degree angle. It's impressive. Yeah. I've never seen anything <laughs> like that. I've also seen him, uh, he was hitting out of the woods one time and he came out holding his jaw and he, <laughs> he said he was, he was behind a rock and he tried to go over it. <laughs> But instead, he hit the rock, and it came up and popped him under the chin. Okay. Really so, set, setting the scene for this hole-in-one. So now that we've set the stage for that, my dad does, in fact, have a hole-in-one. Um, <laughs> I don't remember the, the setting or anything, but it's some sort of outing. He hit the ball, and uh, nobody could find it. <laughs> we thought and, there was contact with something, though, right? Hit a cart. Yeah, hit a hit a cart, and then nobody could find it. They were looking everywhere, and finally somebody looked in the cup, and uh, there it was. Yeah, that just sums <laughs> up. That I like that story because it just sums up like how deserving and undeserving people are of hole in ones. <laughs> yeah, I've also so we take this big golf trip every year, and uh, a few years ago somebody decided to we we were all going to do like closest to the pin on a par three. <laughs> so my dad gets within like two feet of the hole <laughs> off of the tee wins closest to the pin and then bogeyed the hole. No way. No way. <laughs> yeah. Three putted, <laughs> three putted from a couple feet out. Yeah. But he does have a hole in one. So, Oh my God. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's another good story there. I didn't know that one. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah that's classic. Closest to the pin. You must've played well. Nah, I bogeyed that <laughs> hole. That was my best hole. I bogeyed it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, we'll have to get him out on the course sometime this year. Yeah, it can't be playing with pops. <laughs> of course, you're giving him a rival for those trees, the the into the woods thing, natural. Jesus, last time I played with you. Yeah, I just like to zigzag my way up and down the course. Yeah. One it, side of the green, or one side of the fairway to the other. I do appreciate how... Because I admire this about you, and I strive to do this myself, but sometimes I don't have the courage. You just refuse to punch out at any point. (laughs) That's no fun. (laughs) No. You're just going to fight your way through those trees no matter what it takes. Or if I clearly shouldn't be hitting driver off the tee, I'd do it anyway. Oh, I always do that, too. I love doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Hard dog dog leg like left or right, and people will be like, it's like 300 yards away. You need to lay up over there. It's like, nah. Those trees don't nah. look that tall. Yeah, usually just try to clear the trees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we might have to look into a guy I work with was telling me there's a golf course near my house that um at least used to. He said he's not sure if they do anymore. Like in the winter, they would just leave a box out and it would be like, oh, just like pay what you want or whatever. And you could go out and play in the snow. Oh my god. That doesn't even sound right. Dude, bring a bunch of gear. We'll get some like neon orange balls. That'd be pretty freaking fun. Bring our go. football cleats. Tear this thing up. Yeah, go leave like ten bucks each or something. Just something totally disrespectful. 
Here's your greens fees. I have three dollars in my pocket. Ten cents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. What else we got to do here, Macho? Uh, I can give you some brain busters. We could talk through these, maybe. All right. Let's see what what kind of problems we can solve. Okay, today. this one's real stupid because I think I was kind of sauced up when I thought of this, but ah, uh, this is gonna be good. Yeah. You know how, like, you have a nice cold cup of liquid. It's gonna like condensation's gonna kick in. You're gonna get water on the outside of the glass. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm heard might be it. somewhat familiar heard, with yeah, that. Familiar with the concept. It's never happened to me, but I've heard of it. Okay, that water comes from like this is me asking. That comes from the atmosphere or something, doesn't it? It's like uh, uh, the temperature change causes moisture to separate. Somehow. I believe I believe you're correct. There's moisture in the air, and it uh, hits the cold glass, which causes it to condense. Okay, so here's would be my question that I was thinking about. If you had like, uh, I don't even know how this would work. Say it was like, say you had one of those Miller lights with like the screw cap that you can put back on. Yep. All right. So you had one of those. You opened it. You took like a nice big gulp. There was some volume. There were some voids in there, you know? There's some air in there. Yeah. Put the cap back well, on. Well, I usually just finish it in one gulp, but uh, yeah. I've heard of it. Same. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to take my man card from me, dude. If you were to have that and warmed it up to like 80 degrees and then threw it in the refrigerator, would you be introducing water to your Miller Lite? Would the condensation work in reverse wait i think you're gonna have to run me through that again all right so let's do the opposite a cold glass of water bleeds on the outside of the glass yep if you had a warm body of liquid and you introduced it to a cold environment could you get the inside of the glass to condensate and therefore create water water? down your beer yes um, wow. All right. You, you stumped me on that one. <laughs> it's tough, we'll have to try it? it sometime. Sometime that I decide not to finish a beer, which, you know. You know. That'll be the day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So it's at least, we'll put that in the plausible category. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see why not. All right. I like that. Okay. Here's another one I got or that I came up with last night. I'm sitting there looking at Bocce and she kind of had one of her, legs out in front of her and one like kind of behind her I'm talking about her front legs and I was thinking to myself like some people would look at that and call those arms like I would not but some people probably refer to the front legs of dogs as arms I would say that's probably scientifically incorrect and then I started thinking do you think there's any animals out there that actually do have arms other than us uh, monkeys. That's what I was thinking too. You call those arms? Yeah, I think so. Because they walk on them sometimes. Yeah, I, w- I would personally classify them as arms. Yeah, but... me too. I think it'd be weird to call them feet. Because they have hands, I would say. Yeah, I would. I would say they have hands as well, especially since we're like descendants of primates. Yeah, I like that. That's good logic there. How about a T Rex? Yeah, haven't you ever heard, um, I think it's from some movie, like Meet the the Swiss Family Robinsons or something. Um, Swiss Family Robinsons? I have a big head and little arms. I know, it's like a T-Rex says that. Yeah, I would okay, call those confirmed. arms. Confirmed on them, too. <laughs> All right, the last one I could think of that sounds plausible is kangaroo. Because the T-Rex just reminded me of the kangaroo. I feel like they have same deal, like short little arms hanging at the top. Yeah, I think I would call those arms as well. Yeah. Does a kangaroo have hands? Ooh. I'm going to lean toward uh, claws. I was thinking claws too, yeah. All right, I think we confirmed all those. All right, I like it. Let's not look them up. Yeah, general consensus of two there was... Yeah, I, I feel confident about it. I think that's it for Brain Busters. Uh, I do have a you'll have that for you. I want to hear your thoughts on this. I could be totally wrong about this, but I think it's the case. I think it's a you'll have that 
when you walk into like the Home Depot or Lowe's and it just kind of smells like fireball. <laughs> you know what I'm um, talking about? I don't know that I've ever <laughs> noticed that, but I'll have to pay attention next time I go. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. It's like cinnamon, wood. I don't I don't even know what else. It just you walk in there and just like immediately feel like you're hungover. It's just like, oh <laughs> walking into a bottle of fireball right now. All right. Yeah, next time I go, I'll have to turn the old sniffer on. Yeah. Make sure you, yeah, keep keep a keep a nostril open. Just one. Just one. All right, I think that's it, buddy. I think we can keep this under an hour. Let's do dumbest things of the week. If you got anything, you're going first because I know I can beat you. All right, I have a dumbest thing I saw and a dumbest thing I did. Um, All right, let's do it. So been been going to the gym before work. Uh, so usually, usually the same crowd of people, as in like one or two other people when I'm there. How's that guy and, on the treadmill doing? Well, uh, one lady is is there. Usually getting after it pretty hard on the treadmill. You know, gotta gotta commend her for that. And uh, but the one day I think it was last week, I was on the treadmill, oh. and uh, the treadmills are lined up right in front of some windows, looking out onto the street. And I was just kind of like looking around out there, and I I looked over, and the the one lady who's usually getting after it on the treadmill was was outside, and. Uh, <laughs> Just taking a nice little smoke break. Decided to skip the gym for a smoke break that day. <laughs> right in your face, too. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was pretty dumb. Um, you think she was on her way in or out? Uh, no, she was dressed in, like, work clothes. Like, office. Office okay. attire. So she just wanted to go basically smoke a cigarette in front of where she should have been. Yeah, it's just, like, sticking the dualies up to the treadmill. Pretty much, yeah. Just a big F you. Yeah, so then, so it might have been the same day or maybe the day after, I'm not sure, you know, finish up my workout, hop in the shower, go to, you know, dry off and get dressed and, uh, forgot to pack underwear with me that day. Free balling. Uh, just wore the, wore the compression shorts that I just weren't worked out in. Okay. Just maybe do like a double wand with the deodorant that day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. You'll have that too, right there. Yeah, so now I got a double and triple check to make sure that I pack underwear. Yeah, underwear and socks both. I mean, it just stinks when you don't have them. Yeah, luckily. Literally. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, knock on wood, I've uh, I've remembered socks every day. But That's pretty good, Metrol. That's, that's certainly not bad. Like I said, I think I can take you. I, uh, how do I want to start with this thing? I guess on the way to the game this weekend i had purchased the tickets for the group of people we were with um you know what i don't even want to say that part yet we're gonna we're gonna hold off on that we're gonna circle back to it i'll just start here after the game uh i think there was a crew of five of us in there a couple of us got separated big worm and i were leaving together and we exited the stadium kind of started following the crowd, just doing that thing where you're just talking and walking. And, you know, after 10 minutes, one of us looked at the other one and said, like, hey, where are we going? We did that sort of thing. Basically, we we both kind of had an agreement that we were going to walk downtown and, like, get a drink and get some food, but never really got around to looking where we were going. So at this point, we've walked in one direction for 10 minutes, and we started asking people, like, where we should have been walking trying to get some directions from these Ohio State people, some of them helpful, some of them not so much. Pretty much we went way too far in one direction and then had to missed a bridge at that point and got all turned around. Ended up just kind of wandering for like 30 minutes. And then we're like, all right, screw it. We were going to go downtown, but let's just go back to the Airbnb and regroup. Call an Uber. It's going to be a few minutes. So we're like, all right, let's duck into this gas station real quick and get a drink. And we go in there. And we, like, grab a couple of coffees, set them on the counter. I go to get my credit card out to pay, and I'm like, oh, shoot, I don't have my wallet. And I'm looking for it. I've got, like, you know, like, eight layers on with all these different pockets. And I'm like, I can't find this thing. So he gets out his credit card, pays, 
walk outside. I'm still looking around. Finally, I find this freaking wallet. It was just buried in one of my uh, like zipper pockets. And at that point, I'm obviously very relieved. I was like, I thought I left my wallet in the stadium when I was like, you know, buying a beer or something. I was going to have to go back in there and try and find it. It was going to suck. So very appreciative to not lose the wallet. We regroup, go back to the house, go downtown, go to this bar, and uh, they're doing probably the greatest deal I've ever seen, especially game day weekend, Matchwell. They're going $1 bombs. Wow. Yeah, $1 bombs. Not sure it was in them. Didn't taste great, but nonetheless, it's a bomb for a buck. So we, we do a few of those. End up deciding at that point, like, we should probably get some grub because uh, that bar didn't serve food. Jump in an Uber, get to the bar. Uh, the bouncer is, uh, you know, looking for IDs. We're just going to get a table and get some grub with this group we're with. And uh, everyone starts getting out their IDs. And, I again, I'm patting myself down going, where the heck's my wallet? Can't find it. So I just kind of duck around the bouncer because I wasn't going to be able to present ID. And I get in there. And I continue to look through all my pockets, still can't find it. So at this point, I'm like, I think I might have lost it for real this time. Try and call the the Uber we rode over in. Can't get a hold of them. This goes on for like an hour. So then I'm convinced like I dropped it getting out of the Uber maybe. I'm just like walking around to all these different places next door to this bar and asking if anyone turned in a wallet. Of course, no one did. And at some point, I just give up. I'm like, all right, I'm heading home for the night call another Uber to go back. And while I'm in that Uber, I'm having a good talk with this guy. I'm like, I can't figure out how to get you guys on the phone. I need to contact a driver I was with earlier. And he finally like helps me, which is just insanely difficult in my opinion to call someone that gave you a Uber ride earlier. They don't seem to have uh, phone numbers at the ready, but Nonetheless, I finally get a hold of this person, and they're like, oh, yeah, I do have your wallet. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> wow. Yeah, miracle. I'll, you know, pay you whatever. I'll come meet you wherever. I just need to get that wallet back. And we have, like, a really good talk. Like, I don't know what's the deal here, but she's just very limited with the details. Tells me she has an ID. And I'm like, okay. Like, my name is this. And she's like, it's a Maryland ID. And I'm like, okay, we're still in the right ballpark. There should be a whole wallet. And she's like, I think I might have saw another card. And we just have this like very strange talk, but I'm pretty convinced she has my wallet. End up meeting the woman. You know, she's nice enough to drive like over to the Airbnb. And I go out to get it and she gives it to me back. And I uh, gave her some money that I happened to have on me. The ironic part about that is the contents of the wallet also had a lot of money which we're now missing. And this is the part I said I'd circle back to is I bought the football tickets in the Airbnb and someone I was with had happened to pay me in cash instead of like Venmo. Plus I had like some stupid amount of other cash in there. So it, at this moment I realized I probably had lost about $300 worth of cash. <laughs> That whole story was a long way of saving or saying that I basically lost my wallet twice within like a couple hours, one time for real, and it cost me like three hundred bucks. Wow, that's an expensive wallet, brother. You're right. I I could not top that one. No, I don't know. The headline should just be like, "Grown Maryland man loses wallet twice and gets cash robbed from him, deservingly so." All the more reason not to carry cash. It is, yeah. Yeah, that one hurt a little bit. And then I was in that kind of standoff where I was like, I wonder if I should ask the Uber driver if she took the money. But <laughs> Did I was, you steal my money? Yeah. <laughs> I was just more appreciative to get it back at that point because, to be honest, I think I'd pay $300 like the right amount of money. I think it might even be less than that. I might have had like 200 some left in there because I think I used cash a couple times in the weekend, but... That's about the right amount of money before I'd want to start like canceling the cards and stuff, you know, like ordering all those. Yeah, that would be a pain in the ass. Yeah. So I was pretty much willing to to pay to get it back. Plus she drove it over to me. I don't know. I already spun it into saying it's no big deal. 
Yeah, there you go. You've rationalized it. Yeah. But I do want to say, I think I've like tripled the total at this point. I think Trav was up to like 40 bucks with this whole thing. We were going to start compiling oh, how yeah. much money the dumbest thing costs. So let's just, let's just say we're at an even 300 now. So All right. we'll keep that tally running. I don't hate it. All right. So that was a, that was a long-winded story, but we got there. Now it's uh, just wrap up with garbage. That's garbage. All right. I'll. Uh, that's kind of a good segue. That just made me think of some garbage. Um, pretty quick one here, but anywhere that still only takes cash is garbage. Anywhere that does that is just scheming to like cheat the IRS. I think that's the only thing oh, yeah. I can think of. Just laundering money somehow. Yeah. We're not sure how, but they're definitely laundering. Either that or probably a more logical explanation is they have an ATM in there, which they make money off of. That's true. Remember when we were going to get into that business? I, I still think about it from time to time, brother. Let me know if you're in. I don't know. I was, I was reading mixed reviews, man. Kind of sounded like it was really make or break on where you put this thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah we, but, we could get her done. Yeah, I would say that's garbage, though. Uh, if you're not taking card at this point, you, let's just assume you're doing something illegal. Get with the 21st century here. Also that, yes. <laughs> all right, I don't have anything special for garbage either. I was just going to toss all of like Columbus and the Ohio State fan base into the garbage pile. I'd say pretty rude experience overall between the fans there. And obviously yeah, you- we were on our best behavior, but... <laughs> We, yeah, they were they were rude to us. Yeah, if you were wearing Buckeyes gear, you probably would have had better luck with directions. That's probably true. I think it was. You know what? Now that you say that, it wasn't until like we found a group of like half Ohio State, half Penn State before we got squared away with the directions. Yeah. Also, though, sense. yeah, it's still on us. Two grown men probably could have got out our Google Maps and figured it out, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a potential solution. Yeah. His phone might have been dead. Mine was definitely not dead. So pretty dumb. Whole thing is dumb. Maybe just keep that in mind next time. Yeah. A lot of lessons learned here. Yeah. There you go. All right. I think that does it. Uh, Another one, Maddie Light. That was 49. Sounds like we'll be doing 50 in person. Already looking forward to it. Oh, oh yeah, dude. It'll it'll be a good one. Garbage heads, make sure you tune in. That's not the one you have banked all this material for, is it? Mm, no. Okay, that's coming. I'm banking for number fifty-one. Fifty-one. <laughs> Just say a hundred, dude. Don't don't put that ball <laughs> out too close in front of you. Yeah, I'm banking for number a thousand. <laughs> One thousand. The yep. quadruple digit episode. Hell yeah. Yep, that'll be a big one. That'll be an eight-hour power hour. Just marathon sesh. Yeah. Turn that into a drinking game of some sort. Every time oh. you ask a question, take a sip of beer. There we go. That'll end well. The the Matchel Trivia Power Hour. Oh, yeah. yeah. A question a minute for an hour. Love that. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. All right. Give them the hotline. 424-235-4205. Garbage Heads. That's uh, Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. It's been a while since I've done this. 424-235 is uh, Kevin Durant. I'm lost. Four two four two. I'm lost two. in the sauce. Oh man, we got way lost in the sauce. I think it's Jackie Robinson, Jackie Robinson, Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant, Jackie, Jackie Robinson, Robinson, Russell Westbrook, Donovan McNabb. Yeah, sure, that's it. Whew. Something like that. Something like that. Here's what I'm going to do right now. We're going on to. What should I go to? Apple Podcasts. I'm going to look at subscribers. Oh, I can't see subscribers. That was dumb. Ratings. I can see ratings. Oh wow, we don't have any four stars. It's all five, but. There's only 17 of those, Matril. If there's, All right, that's actually more than I expected. I don't know. It's it's tough getting people to rate this thing. Here's what I was going to say. There better be 20 of those ratings on there. Let's do 25. Here's the bottom line. If there's not 25 of those by episode 50, this podcast is dead. Yeah, we're shutting her down. Shutting Garbage heads for real this time. This one's for real. It's not another empty threat. I swear to God I'll delete the Facebook page if they're not careful. <laughs> Well, you got to beat Mark to it, yeah, so good true. luck. I think that's it. Uh, All right. Glad to have you back, Matril. And we'll good talk, to be back, brother. Talk next week, brother. 
Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Fresh Kid C. Fresh Kid C. Yes, sir. Fresh Kid P. Fresh Kid T. Oh, yeah, we back. Oh, and Zafoon, by the way. Yeah, Jones. <laughs> yeah. That's garbage. Chitty Bang. And we pretty much amazing. Can we hear your new song, please? That's garbage. Hey, yo, I once was a kid. All I had was a dream. More money, more That's power. That's garbage. I it. I'm a pal it up. Now I'm dope. What the fuck? What it do, baby? So That's yeah. pretty. That's pretty neat. How neat is that? How neat is that? God, I can't wait to go to bed. You can tell it's an Aspen because of the way Just it is. Because of how it, how it is, brother.